Gordon Hayward. Welcome to the David Nurse Show. Maybe not everybody knows about you. They know you're a fantastic hooper, but what else, Gordon? Uh, well, David, thanks for having me on, first off. Um, man, you're starting me off with a tough question right away. Art, with get social cool. media these days, it's hard to know what... I feel like everyone knows everything about me. Um, something that most people don't know. I always go with this one generally. I think people know it, but it's sometimes a lot of people don't, is that I have a twin sister, so I'm a twin. Um, and that that was pretty cool growing up, and... The first question I get, follow-up question for that always is, is she tall and does she play basketball? And she's about 5'9 and does not play basketball. So there you go. There it is. You knew my follow-up question. The, the twin. Did you guys wear matching outfits growing up? As um, yeah, we definitely did. Matching yeah. outfits, matching Halloween costumes. Uh, you know, when you're a parent, it's they're going for the pictures and all that stuff. So you got you got to hit up. The matching, matching stuff. So, do you still do it at family reunions, or you're like, "Hey, sis, what are you wearing?" <laughs> no, okay, no, no, those days are over. Now we're matching our own kids. Ah, uh, yes. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. And your your little man is now how old? Uh, my youngest is now three, uh, turning three end of this month. So he's almost three. I bet he's basically three. We also have a eight year old, a seven year old, and a four year old. Three girls, and the last one was a boy. So we got our hands full. Your youngest is now six foot three as well, three years old. <laughs> Hopefully, he he grows a little bit. He's I want him to be taller than than his sisters. That would be nice if he's taller than his sisters. All right, so let's get into this, Gordon. So, what is something that let, let let's talk about back to your career? It's been a fantastic, phenomenal career. But what has been the biggest struggle? Would you say? And people look at NBA players as like these superheroes they have it all together they don't struggle with anything what do you say the biggest struggle of your career has been and then how have you worked to overcome yeah I think um for me the biggest struggle uh probably was when I left uh Utah and decided to go play in Boston um and then I had a major injury and that kind of just put a put a halt on everything and I think it was going to be a little bit of a struggle anyways of me adjusting to new teammates, new coaches, new staff, new culture, all that stuff. But then when you add a rehab process on top of that and then trying to play basketball again at a high level, that was those two things combined, I would say, probably was the biggest struggle of my career, kind of just reacclimating into a, a team and trying to find myself again as a basketball player, but also... Um, you know, like I said, fit into a system and fit into what the coaches wanted me to do. And we had a lot of talent on the Boston team and everyone was trying to kind of figure figure out where they fit on that team. Um, and so that was probably the biggest struggle that I had. Um, I think it was something that took me um, probably a couple of years to overcome. Um, I think through talking with family members, talking with a sports psychologist, um, you know, just looking inside and figuring things out on my own. Um, talking to talking to to God was a big thing. Praying about it, all those things I think helped me. Um, 
but certainly was a, a struggle uh, for me and one of the struggles that I've had. Yeah. And it, that word expectations that weighs so heavy, we all have it on ourselves and some expectations are bigger. And I know you going to Boston, being an all-star come Utah, the expectations are, are huge. So how, how do you, it, it's great. I love it. You have the family, you have God, but battling the, the opinions of others. I feel like a lot of people struggle with overcoming the opinions that other people place upon them. And I know you've, I mean, people put them all on you. You've heard the noise. Is there anything that, that, I mean, knowing you as well, you're very comfortable in your own skin or you've done a great job of working on that. Is there any advice you can give to people that are listening to those on social media or listening to expectations placed upon them on others, how to overcome them. So you're not living for others, but you're living for yourself, your family. God. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the hardest things to do in today's world is the dealing with that social media stuff. Um, and, and not listening to all that outside noise. I, for me, I actually got rid of, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I still check it from time to time to, to, to post occasional things that I have to post. But when I got hurt, I mean, you're just sitting there and you're constantly reading comments and reading what other people say, and it's very toxic and it's very draining. Um, it's certainly can be depressing. And so one of the things that I did was just got out of that world. And, uh, so I don't read any comments or anything like that. If it's a, something that, um, like I said, like if, if I'm connecting with fans then I'll get on there and, and do all that stuff, but just passing the time sitting around scrolling, like you won't find me doing that. And I think that definitely helped, um, because it just, your mind gets focused on the wrong things. And I think being able to focus on the right things, control what you can control, um, be grateful for the things that you do have, um, the things that God's given you, the things that, um, you get to do every single day. Um, are kind of things that I tried to lean on and still lean on, um, you know, cause it's not like there's no struggles where I'm at right now. It's, um, I think it's an ongoing process. It's a daily thing, but more than anything, I think having a, some sort of support system, whether that's family, whether that's a best friend, whether that's a mom or dad, whether that's an aunt or uncle, whatever it is, something, someone that you can confide in and you're not embarrassed or feel shameful to say everything that's on your mind, I think is, is really important. And, and, um, you know, I'm blessed and lucky that I have, uh, a family here, whether that's my wife or, um, you know, just talking to my kids, kids, kids are great at putting things in perspective for you. Um, because they don't care one way or the other, if you had 40 points or if you didn't score at all, uh, especially when they're younger and like, like my age. So, um, sometimes it's getting away from the game like that, you know, finding people that don't care about basketball or don't care about sports or whatever it is that, you know, you do, because it gives you a, like, man, this isn't the, the biggest, most mon monumental thing that's going on in the world. There's so much other stuff going on in the world. And it, when you're in it, it feels like everybody's looking at you and everybody's got all these expectations on you and you, I can't go to the store because people are going to know that I didn't play well yesterday. And the reality is that's not the case at all. You know, like there's everybody's doing their own thing. And so I think, you know, a little combo of all of that stuff I just mentioned. I know I mentioned a lot right there, but quick 20 second time out in the podcast. I have to tell you what I am currently doing in my diet and my nutrition 
that I'm just, you know what, I'm obsessed about it. I really am. Maui Nui Venison. It is the best venison, high protein, sustainably sourced. Check this out. So Maui Nui Venison, they come from the Axis Deer in Maui, and they are packed with protein. In 55 calories, you get 10 grams of protein. And you know how important protein is, and you know I'm trying to pack it on, add some muscle, and this is my go-to. You can get the venison jerky, the ground meat, the sirloins, the steaks, the bone broth, the organs even, the list goes on and on. Maui Nui Venison. And that is Maui, M-A-U-I, Nui, N-U-I, Venison, V-E-N-I-S-O-N.com. And what they are doing for my listeners alone, of giving 20% off code NURSE at checkout for 20% off your order of Maui Nui Venison. Get your protein on. Oh my gosh, you are going to thank me for this. And there is a code and a link in the show notes, MauiNuiVenison.com, nurse for 20% off. Go check it out. This perspective, the perspective that you have, but you're also eliminating opportunities where you could go into it, where you're saying, I'm not just sitting there scrolling on social media. And like, even when I look at your social media and I want to leave you a comment, you don't allow comments. So it's part of just, it's blocking out the noise. But the biggest thing is, yeah, the perspective of it. Your kids, they want you. They want time with you. It's not, the world doesn't revolve around what you did on the basketball court. Having that perspective, I know, has freed you up a lot. And, and fans don't see any of it, really. They just see the performance on the court, but they don't see the, the, the rest of the hours put in. And and I think that's one thing that has separated you from the pack, too, is just the, what I say is the most sexy word is consistency. And I know being out there with you in Charlotte that one time, you're, you're getting up at 6 a.m. and you're working out. You're in on your body, your nutrition, everything consistency. Has that been something that you've just made your staple of, like, I'm going to outwork everybody else, give myself the opportunity to be the best I can? Absolutely. I think that's something I've had to do. Um I think I've I've been blessed with the athleticism and the height that I have. Um, however, I'm not the most like talented, explosive. You know, I don't have the longest wingspan. Like, there's so many things that other players are gifted, and so for me, I I have to put in the work to continue to be ready to play. And um, it's not the f- most fancy work. It's not like I'm doing all this crazy stuff. It's just I do it every day. Um, and for me, that's waking up and doing it at 5.30 and then doing it again midway through the day and then making sure that I'm recovering at night so I can get up and do it again the next day. And I think when you add up those days over and over and over and over again, by the end of the summer or by the end of whatever you're 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 trying to accomplish, you've, you've accomplished a lot, even if it's just a little bit each day. And um, that's kind of how I've done things. And I, I really learned how to do that when I was um, at Butler. And Coach Stevens taught me about that, about just improving a little bit every day. And that's kind of been one of my mantras over the course of, of my career is just trying to improve a little bit each day. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, that you are, you know, no days off type mentality. Like I, I believe that days off are good for your body and that's, you can work on other parts of your game or work on other parts of your body. Recovering is a huge piece that people I think miss. Um, and there's so many parts of the game that are mental. So you don't have to necessarily be out on the court to do it. Um, but yeah, consistency is a huge thing. I think being able to do it year in and year out is, is 
I think what separates people. Um, a lot of a lot of players can have a flash of two or three years of greatness, but I think that's one thing that just is makes LeBron as you know just as crazy as what he's doing is that he's on year twenty one. I think I saw a stat. Somebody told me a stat the other day. Like there has been what like seven or eight players that have played it for twenty one years, and the highest points per game average it was like seven. And last year he averaged like what twenty eight, nine and seven or whatever he did at year twenty. Like it's I think he's the um kind of the poster poster boy of putting in the work to be able to get the results for the longevity, the consistency, all that stuff. And so I try to do a little bit of that as well. Uh, and if you do, it is that one percent step forward mindset. And I'm glad you talked about that. You know, your body needs rest. It's a whole rhythm a rhythm of your life, a rhythm of your workouts, but the consistency and the fundamentals too. And they, like you said, you're not going out there and doing every cool, crazy, sexy Instagram triple step back. You're working on footwork, ball handling, increasing your range, the fundamentals, what most people don't want to work on. And you learned from one of the greats of all time. You referenced LeBron, but another great Kobe. And you have an incredible story, interesting story of connecting with Kobe and working out with Kobe before everybody was working out with Kobe. Mm -hmm. Share a little insight. You don't have to tell the whole story, but a little insight on what you learned from Kobe, too, and just why he was so wired. Right. Yeah, I, I got the opportunity to spend some time with him. Um, it was the year after he retired, and, uh, you know, I kind of just took a shot in the dark and got his number and hit him up and asked if he would you know, teach me some things for a couple of days. And, you know, I was like, I'd be willing to come to you. And, um, it was one of those things where we went to, uh, um, his place and he told me to get there. Um, I think it was like at seven o'clock and, you know, I'm nervous and, uh, I, cause you hear about all his workouts and how they're legendary. So I don't know what to expect and what, what's going to happen. And, so I'm up at like 5.30 with my assistant coach and we're eating breakfast, trying to get ready. I need to make sure I have energy. I don't know if he's going to kill me or not. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. And we show up there at like 6.30 and there's nobody at the school. And uh, the we're trying to get in. To, we don't have the key or anything. And the janitor is walking around and, you know, he sees us and he's like, what are you guys doing? We're at like an elementary school. So it's probably not the best place for two grown men just to be wandering around. And... uh you know, he's like, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, oh, we're here. We're supposed to work out with Kobe Bryant. And he starts laughing at us like, yeah, sure. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're like, yeah, no, for real, we, we are. And he's like, well, if you were working out with Kobe, you would have already been done because he would have been here at like 430. And we were like, well, he told us to get here at seven. And so, and he's like, all right, well, you can wait in the gym if you want. And he opened up, up the gym and, um, you know, we go in there and shooting around trying to get warmed up. 6.45 goes by, no Kobe, 6.50, 7 o'clock, no Kobe, 7.15, no Kobe. 7.30 rolls around, we're still just kind of shooting around in there, and it's like, all right, well, now I should probably hit him up. And so I hit him, like, hey, man, is this the right spot? And I, is this the address the right spot? I'm here. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're already there? All right, I'll be there in five minutes. And he hangs up the phone. Five minutes later, he walks in. He's he's already – he's just walks in with basketball clothes on, takes off his sunglasses, and he's like, ball. Didn't say anything else, didn't say, like, my bad, didn't say, just, like, like ball. And we worked for, like, two hours that day, um, and after we were done, he's like, 
right, all right, tomorrow, 5.30, I'll text you the address, and walks out. And it was like, that was it. There was no talking. And then the next day, though, he was he was great. I mean, he got there 15 minutes early. Um, we worked for another two and a half days. He watched film with me afterwards. Uh, we built a great relationship. And I think it was one of those things where he was just testing me. He didn't know if w- what kind of worker I was going to be, what I was going to be about. And I think I passed the test and was able to build an unreal relationship. And afterwards, he sent me this email because um, I was texting with him like, hey, is there was there like a certain routine that you would always do? And you know, so he, he sent me an email of all this stuff he would do like Monday through Friday. Um, and it was, it was ridiculous. Like there's no way you could possibly do all this stuff. Um, but then at the end of it, he, he said like, I know this is a lot, but if you're not trying to be the best, then why the F are you playing this game? And that was the end of the email. And it's, I still have that email saved today. And it was, it's an unbelievable, um, email and something that I'll, you know, always keep and have. You know that feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy, you are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure, you do, I do, we all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Elevate Health. E-L-E-V-E health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this. It places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Elevay Health, E-L-E-V-E health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. What a great mindset to have given to you from one of the best of all time just pour it into you absolutely why are you doing this if you're not trying to be the best why right that's an awesome story and i know that you have reciprocated that to so many of your teammates and and pour it into others and obviously pour it into much more than just basketball and as we wind down here gordon what what would leaving a legacy look like to you in terms of when it's all said and done and people look back and they're like Gordon Hayward what would you stand for it doesn't necessarily have to be basketball but at the end of your days man that's a good question um it's not something that I've thought too much about I think um for me it's you know I want people to remember that I was a competitor that I played hard um that I played to win um you know, that I played basketball the right way and made it fun for others. You know, I like my favorite thing about basketball is when people tell me that 
they want me to be on the court with them. They they want to play with me because I make the game easier because I'm I'm fun to play with. Uh, that to me is just one of the biggest compliments that you can get. And it's not it's not always about scoring or um, assisting or doing doing whatever. It's just they want to be on the court with you uh, because they have fun playing with you and you make the game better uh, for them. And so I think that's that's something hopefully that people can remember me by when I'm done playing. Absolutely, man. And and I think a much bigger picture than that, just getting to know you over the past couple of years is your legacy of you're a father and you're a husband first. I know that question was more centered around basketball, but just seeing you and, and knowing how much that you pour into your kids, how much you light up when you're around your kids, how much you pour into Robin. Just seeing that is such an example that is a, a legacy lever and and something every athlete, young athlete, or anybody in general needs to look at. It's a bigger picture than the sport you play. It's a bigger picture than the followers you have, the money that you make. It's the legacy that you leave and the people around. I've been been honored and blessed to see you be able to live that out, truly live that out. Thank you, man. Absolutely. You're not wrong about that. Uh, basketball is certainly not the number one priority for me. And, um, you know, it's it's those those my kids and my wife are inspiration for me and uh hopefully i can like you said they can look back when i'm done and see all some see some lessons to be learned and be inspired by me as well absolutely man thank you for coming on the podcast really appreciate you dropping the knowledge sharing about your twin telling the kobe story i mean you didn't even talk about you were a fantastic tennis player you are a gamer. So much more about you. We just scratched the surface of who Gordon Hayward is. Appreciate your time, brother. Thanks, David.